You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Today, we have an incredible, inspiring guest joining us, someone whose life and work beautifully blends both the world of art, faith, and entrepreneurship. Ruth Jo Simons is a Wall Street Journal bestselling and award-winning author known for her incredible books and Bible studies, including titles like Pilgrim, Grace Laced, Behold, and becoming and when striving cease. But Ruth is more than just an author. She's an artist, entrepreneur, podcaster, and speaker using her diverse platforms to sow the word of God into the hearts of people around the world through social media, her online shop at gracelace.com and the Grace Lace Collective community. And Ruth shares her journey of God's grace intersecting with daily life through both her words and her art. And she does it freaking phenomenally. Yes. So today we are going to get into the nitty gritty of life, faith, and all those moments where you are just trying to keep it together. So this is a raw, honest, and really unfiltered conversation about navigating life in general, especially in really hard seasons. We cover a lot of depth on the character of God, the power of the content that we consume in our daily life, and just navigating hard seasons well with the Lord. And last but certainly not least... (laughs) Ruth will share all her wisdom on just growing your relationship with the Lord. So whether you're just starting out in your faith journey or you've been walking with God for years, her insights are sure to inspire and encourage you. So it's all coming up right here on the Heart and Hustle podcast with our incredible guest, Ruth Jo Simons. So let's get started. Let me guess, right about now, you may feel a little defeated in the productivity department. No matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to cross anything off your to-do list. Your mind is moving a million miles per hour, but focusing on completing one little task feels impossible because of the endless day-to-day distractions. Hey, we are all in the same boat. There are so many distractions in entrepreneurship, let alone life itself. Being productive is an age-old struggle. Now, while it can feel hopeless at times, trying so hard to get everything done, there is hope. You can be more productive and find freedom and more time in your life and stop from spinning your wheels. I am here to tell you it is possible. We are here to help you, which is why Lindsay and I are sharing some of our favorite ways to boost your productivity and find freedom in your workday. Head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash productivity for a freebie on our favorite ways to better manage our time and actually end the day feeling good about what we accomplished. Hey, hey, I'm Lindsay Roman. And I'm Evie McLeod. And we are family and legacy-focused serial entrepreneurs and the founders of The Heart University, a business education company with a mission to help you thrive in your business and life. Welcome to our Entrepreneur Cocktail Hour, where business and marketing strategies meet faith, real talk, and raw and life-changing conversations. At the end of the day, we are all in this together, figuring out how to navigate the ups and downs, the messy and the beautiful, and everything in between. This is a community where you can come as you are, get inspired, and walk away equipped to build a legacy-filled life. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. Ruth, hello. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. We're so happy you're here today. Thanks for having me. Oh Oh my gosh. Girls, girls. I don't know why I said girls. Guys, everybody that's listening to this podcast, (laughs) listeners, uh, last time we had Ruth on, she is just one of our favorite people and she blew the roof off of everything that we were talking about of just like the cycle of perfection. And we are so uh, excited to have you back, Ruth. You are just genuinely one of the sweetest souls ever. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you guys okay, are so well, kind. What a great way to start the day. Hello. <laughs> Thanks. You of guys. course, it was episode two sixty, no, two ninety six for anybody that hasn't listened yet. Yeah. So if you um, need more of Ruth after listening to this episode, go back and binge. But maybe for Ruth, um, those who didn't listen to that episode, who maybe don't know who you are, who are listening to this today, do you want to kind of introduce yourself, share a little bit about you and who you are and all the good yeah. that that you bring? Yep. Yep. I am an artist and an author. Um, I've written several books, including Grace Laced, Beholding and Becoming, When Striving Cease, and my new one that just came out was called Pilgrim. And um, I am the founder of gracelaced.com, a lifestyle brand that marries beauty and truth together and the truth from God's word that help, helping us to look to Jesus um, from anywhere in our daily lives. And so um, that's my mission every day is to help especially women, look to Jesus through a lot of beautiful art and products. But um, I do life with seven guys. My <laughs> husband, Troy, and I have been married for 25 years, and we have six boys. My oldest is 21, and my youngest is 10. And the two oldest are not under our roof anymore, which is a whole thing. It's a whole other season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, when I was here last... Um, my oldest was already in college, but he was still in and out and going locally. And so he was okay. still kind of under our roof. And so now he's in grad school in several states away. And um, and my second is a sophomore in college. And so seasons are changing, yeah. but it's all good. We're, we're growing and learning as we go. Oh, oh man. I, I can't imagine. You said seven boys. So like six, chi- six boy sons. children. Yeah. And, you know, like <laughs> boy husband. So, yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. Oh, man. We have three girls, so you're living the opposite uh, of the spectrum <laughs> yeah. as what we are doing. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's well, amazing. Ruth, I am so excited to just have a conversation with you today and to chat. I think we're kind of, we're going to start off and we'll see where the conversation takes us, but we're going to start off talking about your new devotional, which is Pilgrim. So mm. are you willing to share a little bit about that new devotional, about the inspiration behind it and your heart behind it? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I love writing devotionals that surprise people with depth, meaning I think a lot of times we think, um, I, I'm not even a big devotional user because I think a lot of times I think, oh my goodness, I either have time to get in the word or I'm going to, you know, I, I just need something with richness. I don't want to like just have a quick little pick me up. But yeah. when people read the devotionals I write, the, the artwork, it's full color. And so the artwork is meant to help us linger long, but the content is meant for us to um, access something that's maybe a little bit deeper and a little bit more um, complicated that we can see in a more accessible light. And so in this case, I really um, wrote 25 devotions based on the doctrine of God. their the theological concepts, the attributes of God, like who is he? What is he like? And what how does he relate to us? Those mm-hmm. aspects of God's character, not just because I want to grow in knowing God um, academically, that's great to know some of those things, but really ladies, because when I was writing this several years ago, I was going through and honestly, in some ways still am wrestling through some of those same feelings of kind of not knowing how the Lord was going to provide for the journey ahead. How am mm-hmm. I going to get to where I want to go? This road is windy. I don't like where I'm at. I don't like the, the bumps along the road. I think it's an uphill climb and it seems like it never goes downhill. Like I never mm-hmm. catch a break. It feels like I'm just trudging along. And then 
oops, I now stepped in mud. So now I got to <laughs> take the mud off my boots. And oh my goodness, why did I have this issue come up? Now suddenly all this momentum going forward, it's like one step forward, two step back. Anybody else relate? Mm-hmm. I mean, there yeah. are just times when it feels like no matter how hard you try, the road is just really hard and the journey mm-hmm. seems tough. And even if you as a follower of Jesus, even if you are um, encouraged and um, have a positive attitude and you know, like I'm made for heaven and I love the Lord, even if you have that in view at some level, mm-hmm. the everyday grind is so exhausting that sometimes it just feels like, uh, could somebody just give me a road sign that says, mm-hmm. go here and nobody will ever betray you. Go there and take a right here and you'll succeed at everything you want to succeed at. Um, you know, just take this e-course and sign up for <laughs> yeah. this workshop and your podcast will be the best podcast <laughs> in the entire world, right? We all want some formula to, and I'm sure we covered some of this in our little perfectionism conversation last time, but the reality is whether you're a true hustler or you just have some, in, all of us in in our hearts desire to have lives that matter. That's that's yeah. the bottom line. Like whether you hustle, quote hustle or not, you you want a life that matters. And the journey sometimes just feels like you're going around and around and you're not getting anywhere. So mm-hmm. I, sh- I share that and I bring that context to mind because I want you to know that even though I wrote a devotional that includes um, some the- theological things about God's character, like his sovereignty, His omniscience. Does he really know everything? Is he really unchanging? Does he really provide? When we tackle those issues, the reality is it's not just for us to like know these things, but Mm -hmm. to go, well, what does that matter? How does that matter for my Mm -hmm. journey right now? So Mm -hmm. that's the context. And I just wanted you to know that it was because I was going through a lot of stuff that I needed to learn those things myself. Mm -hmm. Oh Oh my gosh. Okay, so when you're creating this devotional and and you're maybe, are you creating it when you're in the thick of what you're dealing with? The the devotional will help or do you wait till after you got, have like got out of, um, kind of like the pit of what you're going through. Does that make sense? It's always in reflection of what I'm, I've already learned. So I'm never like learning something for the first time as I'm walking through it, but as is the case with the Lord, anytime you're working on a project, He allows you multiple opportunities to really put it to the test and really take so true, what so you've true. learned and really work it out, right? I'm sure in any industry, in podcasting, you might be talking about something where you're like, hey, I really want my listeners to benefit from this. And then you realize, oh, this was for me, you know? A hundred percent. So oh, true. that's so good. What would you say, Ruth, in in the conversation of like the character of God I'm sure you, this is like so rich and beautiful in your devotional. I'm so excited to go through it. What has been one of the the attributes that was the most impactful for you in a season walking through, you know, feeling that uphill trudge where you just stepped in mud? Like what is yeah. one of those that you would love to get to our listeners today that really impacted you that you're like, this one spoke to me in this way? And it yeah, me. you know, it's hard to pick favorites and 25 yeah. doesn't even come close to describing fully who our God is. But um, they were the 25 entry points that I would love for any reader, any listener to be like, oh, this is not just a Sunday school thing. This is not just some academic thing. This is it. I, my next steps will be determined by what I believe about God. And yes. I always quote him and I'll do it again. But A.W. Tozer said, 
The most important thing about somebody is what comes to mind when they think about God. And see, ladies, the, the truth is, if you think of God as some like standoffish kind of grumpy dad who waits off in the corner until you get your act together and you figure out how to make the most of your life, then you're not going to want to talk to him. You're not going to want to open the word because you're going to feel like, well, I basically need to clean myself up and get my act together before he even mm-hmm. wants to talk to me. If yeah. you think of God as being super standoffish and unaware of anything you're doing and he doesn't really care about your circumstances, if that's what you, the narrative you have in your mind, then the next steps you take, of course, you're going to text all your friends and go to the internet for solutions because you're going to think that's what's going to help you, not the Lord who is a million miles away. But if yeah. you believe that God is the deliverer, he not only is he the one who can part the sea, but he is the way maker for you. If you really understand him as your deliverer, then whatever you're facing today, and ladies, I'm facing a lot, you're facing a lot, our listeners are facing things that nobody knows. And we're all sitting there thinking, I'm the only one who understands how hard this is. And you're carrying this burden. We put smiles on our faces, but we really do feel like the road ahead is impossible. But when you feel that way, if you believe and know and trust because you've looked at the word and you know him to be your deliverer and the deliverer that's always been the only source of deliverance, then you can step out the next, very next step in your life. Mm -hmm. You can say, well, this decision or this act of obedience and whether I fail or succeed right here, my actually making it to where I need to go isn't isn't dependent on me because God's the deliverer. He's the one that makes it possible. You know, the the Israelites could be running as fast as they can, they could, but they still hit the wall, the proverbial wall of the the sea, right? And for God to ultimately say, follow my instructions because I made a way for you to accomplish exactly what I called you to. I called you to leave. Mm -hmm. And even if it looks impossible, guess what? I'm making the way. And the sea parted, they walked through, and he kept on being the way. He kept on providing for them. He kept delivering them. And ultimately, that whole picture, that whole picture we see in the Old Testament was ultimately to usher us um, now on this other side of the cross to see that Jesus is the same. He delivers through his own broken body, the the blood of Christ. And so that deliverance and maybe... God's sovereignty, they're all in connection. But when you ask me, on any given day, I'd say, well, God's faithfulness, (laughs) his sovereignty, and his deliverance Mm. are what really carry me these days. It really helps Mm. me remember that he knows, he's he's got it all in control. Ruth Simons doesn't have to be the most in control person. I don't have to control every circumstance. He's got it. That's his sovereignty. That's so good. Um, That's so good. I don't have to make a way. You and I don't have to figure it all out because he's the deliverer. Mm-hmm. And God's faithfulness is ultimately the reminder that He loves us so much, and He um, He will finish what He accomplishes. So mm-hmm. we don't have to freak out if today doesn't show every fruit that we want to see right now. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. When you're like in the thick of a season, what like do, could you give our listeners some practical, just like things that you do, um, like whether it's like physically high, open my Bible or like yeah. anything that you do that when you're feeling distant from God, you're feeling like you're drowning or whatever mm-hmm. your life circumstances are that that you're going through in, in a season that are so hard and, and difficult. 
what what do you do? How do you interact yeah. with God or how do you seek him out? Well, um, it's it's pretty it's pretty practical, I would say. Number one, um I this is not in order, but I would say one thing that's really important is I don't do it alone. I let mm-hmm. somebody trusted and godly know in my life that um I am spiraling. I feel overwhelmed and I am starting to think thoughts that are not totally true and mm-hmm. I know it. And so mm-hmm. I let somebody know that might be my husband. I mean, 99.9% of the time it's my husband, <laughs> but this, a lot of times it's including um, somebody dear in my life, a, a very um, close girlfriend or somebody on my team that I trust deeply. Eve is my co-host on our podcast, but she's also my executive director for my ministry. And so she always knows when Mm -hmm. things are really tough and um, there's stuff going on behind the scenes. So I always share, let somebody else in, we're not meant to walk alone. Um, And then usually that person will also encourage me to replace the narratives that are wrong with narratives that are true. And I call that a lot of times preaching truth to yourself, right? And so there's no way to do that practically unless you actually have new narratives. And so I go to the word and I say, and if you already do this, then I'm so, so glad. But for any listener (laughs) who may be like, huh, I open my Bible and I try to figure out what applies to me today and I can't get much out of it. I would say, oh friend, I think that's probably because you're starting at the wrong starting point. So open your Bible and ask yourself, what does this say about God? And Mm -hmm. don't just look at one verse, read a whole passage. Think about who God is trying to tell you he is. Because when we start with what is God trying to tell us about himself, then Mm -hmm. all the other things fall into place. If you open the word and immediately go, what am I supposed to do today? Like, tell me what to do today. Like, it's like a magic formula. You usually come up feeling a little overwhelmed. Like, I don't know, how does this apply? But if you start with who God is, then it changes everything. So um, I've written about this in a Bible study called Truth Filled, but ultimately, wherever you are in scripture, you can look to the word and find out what does it say about God? And then in turn, what does that say about who you are? And we find Mm -hmm. this a lot easier in the New Testament a lot of times because Paul loves to say what God has done and then, who we are on account of what God has done, we're mm-hmm. forgiven and free and re- adopted and um, and shown mercy and oh, lots and lots of things about who we are in Christ. Um, but then that leads us to how we respond. So um, tell somebody, replace the narrative. Um, I usually, I might have already shared this before in the past, but I usually get outside or go somewhere where I'm going to be more impressed with God than I am at myself because most (laughs) everything that's overwhelming in my life has something to do with me thinking that I hold everything together, that I Mm. have to figure it out, that I have to fix the problem, whether it's my kids, my circumstances, a misunderstanding with somebody or not getting the results I want for the things that I've worked hard at. Whatever it is, it's some version of me thinking I deserve something better or I need to fix it. Mm -hmm. And if I just go outside and see the handiwork of God, catch a sunrise, a sunset, um, or just go study how He is at work all around me, I usually don't have my phone out and have a total like reset of realizing I think I'm pretty special. No, God started (laughs) it all. God holds it all together. So um, if... You know, and I think that's mainly it. I mean, that's mainly the way I cycle through um, these issues over and over again is that I have to like replace those things. And I guess the one thing I would add on is just that, um, you know, I've written about this too, but we really do become 
what we're spending the most time around, what we're beholding. And so usually when I'm super, super overwhelmed and discouraged, I can kind of track it back to how much time I'm spending on my phone, Mm -hmm. how much time I'm spending comparing with others, tracking somebody else's success versus my own, or going, why is everything easy for that person, but super hard for me? Why are there so many roadblocks in my life? I guess just that constant comparison Mm -hmm, or um, being being consumed by content that is making me feel discontent. And so I think taking an inventory of the content in your life and what you're yeah. listening to music-wise, podcast-wise, um, sermon-wise, what you're reading, what you're thinking about, um, all that stuff really does add up. So those are some practical oh things my I, gosh. So I pay good. attention to. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's that's jam-packed. That's the <laughs> that's the interview because you just gave us so much in just even the last five minutes of conversation. So thank you for sharing that, Ruth, and for being an open book and sharing, you know, just so much depth and mm-hmm. wisdom and um, navigating hard seasons because I feel like all of us go through them in ebbs and flows and different times. And it's just such a beautiful truth that you just shared with us of, you know, here's a few practical ways that you can begin to confront and tackle, you know, everything happening. Um, I kind of want to touch on something in your devotional that you do that is really cool. And you use hymns in each chapter, right? So can you, can you, I don't know, share a little bit about that. Like how did you select which hymns and what roles or like what impact do you see in hymns in your life or in believers mm-hmm. in general? Like why, why did you put them in the book and how did you select them, I guess? Well, it's as if we timed this segue perfectly because that last <laughs> point I made about the content you consume and yeah. I would say even the soundtrack that you're playing around because what yeah. you're listening to every day will kind of permeate your mind and your thoughts. I tell the boys all so the time, um, you might think that you're listening to a neutral, you know, secular song or whatever, but if the continual listening of it is making you feel angsty, your, Mm -hmm. your, your, your spirit and just like the, the posture of your heart is going to look more and more like the posture of that music. So if the music is angry, that might be great for working out. Great. Listen to angry music when you're working out, (laughs) lift weights, whatever. I'm a mom, a boy mom. But if you continually listen to that, or if you continually listen to music where, um, you're constantly like reminded of how, how unkind people are or how much you've been betrayed or like, it just, it's that just adds up, right? It's Mm -hmm. just like secular music. A lot of the music will kind of, um, reinforce the narrative that our, um, natural hearts want to linger on rather than thinking on how good God is. And so when I was younger, um, here's the, here's the real story is just basically, um, when I was a new believer in eighth grade, I started um, helping a little Chinese American church out because they didn't have a church accompanist. Guys, I barely, like I played piano, but I did not know how to be a church accompanist. I failed and (laughs) did silly things a lot. But when you serve in that way, you start learning every single hymn and it was clunky and it wasn't well, it wasn't beautiful, but I learned those words. And I didn't love hymns. It wasn't like I sat around and thought, I really want to sing Great is Thy Faithfulness. I mean, <laughs> Amy Grant was popular back then when I was a kid. So, you know, I'm a lot older than y'all. And so um, there was popular music then too. It wasn't like this is, you know, the dark ages or anything. But <laughs> I, I just remember by the time I was in college, 
I remember going through some seasons where I'd walk across campus by myself having an existential crisis or wondering like, why Lord, why am I alone? Why do I not know what my future is? Why did I break up with so-and-so and that didn't work out? And all the things that you're wondering and going through in your adult life and the lyrics of certain hymns would remind me mm-hmm. of God's faithfulness, of his character. And listen, I'm not saying that modern praise songs don't do that. Several, lots of them do. But yeah. I love a lot of the old hymns because yeah. those hymn writers literally took the word of God and yep. put it to music in new ways. So yep. if you're new to hymns, um, we even did a playlist to go with Pilgrim, but you really yeah. can find amazing um, renditions by Shane and Shane or the Gettys or yeah. City of Light is one of my favorites. And um, there's so many good folks out there who are doing modern um, remakes of classic hymns. Mm-hmm. But I included them in this book because... Um, one, because I just think they're beautiful. And in 2023, I'd sure love um, anyone in their 20s and 30s who maybe didn't grow up with hymns to like go, oh, wait, I actually really love that one. Mm-hmm. I heard it one time, I'm going to go back. But also, um, I think the hymn lyrics teach the very things or help um, anchor those realities about who God is. And if we can get those stuck in our minds, it's really helpful as a soundtrack to our lives. Amen. Hey, Heart Fam. Interrupting today's episode to share with you a powerful tool to monetize your content in your business, Memberful. Now, this amazing platform allows you to create a new source of income by turning your content into a membership business. Forget about chasing the hottest keywords and trends to capture SEO rankings or pleasing the social media algorithm. Focus instead on creating content that you are passionate about and that your audience wants to see. Memberful has everything you need to get your membership program up and running quickly with content gating, in-house newsletters, private podcasts, and so much more. They have so many incredible tools and resources and implementations to your workflow. It's amazing. You will have full control and ownership of your audience, your brand, your membership, and you will have access to a world-class support team who are ready to help you simplify your memberships and grow your revenue. One of the things we love about this brand is that they are passionate about your success and you'll always have access to a real human. Get started for free at memberful.com forward slash heart. That's memberful.com forward slash H-E-A-R-T. Want to know what both Evie and I use for our skincare? Our absolute favorite non-toxic skincare products are without a doubt Primally Pure. Yes, if you've been searching for a natural, non-toxic skincare company, you can actually feel solid about using, knowing that the ingredients won't harm you and are derived from nature, then I'm not joking when I say that you need to try Primally Pure. Evie and I have been using Primally Pure for our skincare for a couple of years now, and we are legit in love. Like, we love that every product has minimal, safe, all-natural ingredients that, I'm not joking, smell divine and make our skin look and feel healthy and beautiful. Yes, some of our favorite products that we've used from Primarily Pure are their charcoal deodorant, the cleansing oil, their lavender complexion mist, and their clarity serum. Like, Every freaking product of theirs, we're not kidding, knocks it out of the park as far as quality and making our skin feel incredible. For 10% off your order, you can use code HEART and HUSTLE, that's all caps, no spaces, at checkout using the link in our show notes. We know that you're going to love Primally Pure as much as we do. Again, that's code HEART and HUSTLE for 10% off your order today. 
Well, and I just want to reiterate the point that like the content that you consume in all forms like does affect. And I think we forget that. We forget mm-hmm. um, as, as we're going along our day and, and we're like, why am I so angry or why am I so bitter? And we don't connect that always mm-hmm. to what we're listening to or we're, what we're not listening to in, in sure. the regard yeah. of like hymns and mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, praise, worship music in general or just... Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're bitter and we're like, oh, why am I bitter? And it's like, how, when have you spent time with Jesus? Oh, yeah. well, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I love that you made that um, point because I think there is such a correlation yeah. in that. Um, I have a question that yeah, you hit on it kind of earlier. I want to know, the question is, why did you name it Pilgrim? Um, you, you said something earlier that as you said it, I was like, oh, like the Pilgrim's journeying, but I can't remember exactly how you phrased it. So, Maybe I'll just yeah, remember well, what I, I was thinking of when I you answered the question. There, that's. I'm so <laughs> glad you came back to this. I'm. Um, I guess I'm a little rusty on and giving the full spiel, so I will no, make sure good. that I just come back to this because you're right. I didn't explain that super well. Um, a pilgrim is somebody who's not home. He's a pilgrim is not home yet. A pilgrim is somebody who's going through a foreign land, and it's not home and it may not be where he wants to be and he needs to pass through to get to where he's really supposed to be what Mm -hmm. is truly home and for modern pilgrims maybe it's somewhere sacred somewhere where they can truly worship somewhere they can really say this is the holy place but ultimately it's a nod to even pilgrim's progress but a reminder that all along the journey um God goes with us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is the one who, who equips. And if we're really, really um, honest and look at how we're even told of how it works in scripture is that ultimately it's him that determines our very steps. And to the point of, you might think that you're the one navigating and manipulating and creating opportunities for yourself, but God in his sovereignty actually blesses and he takes away. Mm-hmm. He determines the steps. And when you think you're like calling over there going, hey God, could you like just help me along the road? He's like, I'm actually the only fuel you have to even walk this road. <laughs> I'm carrying you. You mm-hmm. have no ability on your own to even make it to the other side of this hill if it not were not for me. And I yeah. hope for you ladies and for all our listeners, that resets something in our brain and takes the load off our shoulders, drop a little, and we go, oh, I kept thinking it's my job to get myself to the other side of this really difficult circumstance. When God's saying, look over here, look to me. When you're busy looking for the road signs to get you pointed to the right direction to succeed on your pilgrim journey, the, the sign on the road is actually, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. You need me. And quite frankly, silly girl, you think you've been like putting on the right shoes for the job? I've been carrying you this whole time. And so I think what I long for our readers to understand and know is that it's not, it is a cooperative effort in that it's not like you sit on your bed and say, like, I'm not going to move today until you carry me to the next spot, God. It's that when we have a posture of surrender, then we recognize God in his sovereignty, God in his omniscience, God in his sanctification of us. He has a plan and he's working it mm-hmm. out and he's got all these circumstances in under his control. Will I step out with a posture of trusting him or will I say, oh, that's great. He's that way. But really my life is mine to figure out. And so wow. yeah. the pilgrim journey will be affected by whether you walk with him or you try to walk it alone. Mm. 
Well, I teared up when you were saying that. Oh, that was so good. So beautiful and so true. And I I am so excited to read this devotional and just dive in and see the truth that you've put in it. Um, do you in in the conversation of the pilgrim and the journey of, you know, walking through the ups and the downs of of life as a believer. Do you have any encouragement for somebody who maybe is like, I want to get my hands on this devotional. I want to read through, you know, 25 ways or 25 attributes of God's character, but I want to, you know, make that maybe a focus because maybe they've realized that I I do approach, you know, reading the word or or God or, you know, whatever from a me lens. And I want to look at, I just want to know him and I want to see that will yeah. impact my relationship. Are there additional thoughts or ways or, you know, sections of scripture or something for you for a listener to really focus on deepening their understanding of God's character or, you know, mm. walking with him and I don't know. I guess just the mic is I mean, yours. I, I do have a few even like book recommendations. But before yeah. I go there, I just want to say like on a very practical level, because I think anyone listening is probably like, well, how do I how do I start today and not feel yeah. like it's a course I'm signing up for or I've got to like do this big self-improvement plan? I'd yeah. say, first of all, friend, take a really big, deep breath. And this, this is meant to remind you that you've never walked alone and that mm-hmm. your pilgrim journey is on purpose for a purpose. And God has a plan here. So, you know, don't treat even knowing him as a like test of like, oh, can I get this right? So I can get on the right road. Take a big, deep breath. I would encourage you to grab a journal and pour your heart out. And on the left side of the page, write down everything that you can't figure out. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get teary because Life is truly, really hard sometimes, right? You write down everything you can't figure out, everything that's hard, everything that you wish God could just snap his fingers and fix right now, the hurt that your child is going through or the situation at your church or the ways in which somebody misunderstood you and spoke wrongly about you, the ways in which you've worked so hard and nobody sees, the ways in which maybe you have poured out your life to try to be obedient and faithful and you just keep feeling like, Nobody cares and you keep messing up over and over and you kind of just want to say, I just give up. I'm, I'm not going to try anymore. Write those things out. I don't think the things I described are just my things. They're all of our things. And so write those things out. God is big enough to hear all the fears and all the worries and all the, this is not okay. And this is not, this is, I can't figure this out and I can't get this right. And this is too hard for me. This, this is not the journey I want. Write those things out. And I want to encourage you to go ahead and on the right side of the page, start your journey of discovery of like, every time I encounter who God is, let me write down his character and draw a line to how that aspect of him really answers that fear that you have. Mm -hmm. Do I worry that, um, I don't know, let's, I'll throw one, a generic one out. Do I worry that um, somehow I'm not going to pay for, I'm not going to be able to pay for college for every one of my six children. It's not a terrible fear, but you know, what something we might worry about. Mm-hmm. How do I look at God's character? Is it really up to me to have an incredible storehouse of funds to make sure my kids can mm-hmm. get to college? Or can I trust in his character? What do I see about who he is and how he's, what has he said over and over again to his people? I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Like I am the one who supplies and provides. What if I say, I feel misunderstood 
and it's not fair. Mm-hmm. This is not what I did. And, and people are misunderstanding my heart. Can I go to the word and say, God is the just one. He will right every wrong. And I draw that line to the circumstance I can't get over and say, he'll make everything right. There are no tears in heaven and he ultimately will fix everything. Do you see how we can pour out our hearts and let God know exactly all the things we don't like about our journey right now? Yeah. And if we open our word, open the word of God, and we have so many copies of it lying around everywhere, but if we would to, were to go to God's word and just start saying, Lord, help me understand who you are. You mm-hmm. might start in the Psalms. You might go to the New Testament and read in Colossians and Ephesians of what he's done and how that affects you and I as believers. You could go to the Old Testament and say, what did he do with the Israelites when they were so freaked out about being in the desert? How did he say over and over again, keep your eyes on me? Let me Mm -hmm. provide, go to the story of Joseph and look at how he waited and trusted God. And some of those things are new on my mind because I've been writing um, a trade book that comes out next year. And so y'all will see that later. But the truth is all these things are connected. The reality is like God God's character isn't this academic thing. He wants you to see how it addresses his person, his who he is, is addressing every problem mm-hmm. you have in life right now. And so that's a practical thing. I would just encourage oh. you to grab a journal, write it out on the left side, start discovering his character on the right side. And you'll find that you write down that God is sovereign. What passage shows you that he's sovereign? And that will start you'll start seeing the connections, the, the spider web of how every part of his character will completely calm every fear you have on the left side of the column. That makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. Um, I would encourage you to um, consider um, The Pursuit of God. Um, the, this is a classic book um, to consider. Um, I, I think it's Knowledge of the Holy that I quoted out of by A.W. Tozer. I want to make sure I, we might double check that. Um, <laughs> that quote from Tozer, I think was knowledge of the Holy. Um, I would encourage you to read None Like Him by Jen Wilkin. Those are all really good um, reminders of how mm-hmm. God really has, um, has attributes that aren't just for us to be like, ooh, God is so cool, but rather mm-hmm. they are attributes that are meant to love us back. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, begin that study, begin that search. Oh. Okay, that was like so practical, but also so just helpful because it's like, I, especially whether you're a believer for a long time or you have been, or you are just, you have no idea about God or or you're just trying to dive into the the scriptures. Um, I, I feel like what you said earlier of, of a lot of people are like, hey, I don't, how do you start? Like you just open and you just read and it's like, how does that apply to my life? Or you're looking like, what do I do? Um, But I love that you almost gave that, that picture of connecting the dots of like, just like dumping everything that, cause we all have things like you said. Um, And you so eloquently just like put it all out there. I'm like, I was tearing up cause I'm like, yep, yep. I relate. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know our listeners relate too, but, but the connect the dot thing, cause you'll start to see like, oh, wow. Like things that God says about himself, like that, combats or, you know, hits on this thing that I'm feeling or this fear that I'm believing or this lie that I'm sitting in. Um, That was so good, Ruth. I'm just like, 
<laughs> marinating. Thanks for letting me get so vulnerable on a podcast. Oh my gosh, that doesn't of always happen, But it's oh, a lot I of the it. things that are on my mind today too. So I'm preaching to myself. Oh, I love it. You're preaching to definitely more than yourself. So thank you for, for sharing that and being willing oh. to be open. Um, what would you say as we kind of, you know, cause I feel like you just jam packed everything into this episode and I'm like, I'm going to go re-listen to this as soon as we finish recording, <laughs> go re refresh again. Um, what would you say is one, I guess like final thought that you would say to the person who's listening to this, who maybe like us was, you know, all tearing up and, and feeling this, this nudge and this pull and this desire to, um, approach the season a little bit differently, whatever that looks like for the listener. What is like one final thing that you would want to say to someone who feels like they're in, they just stepped in mud um, that you want them to walk away with? Well, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not the only one, but whenever I'm stepping in mud, whenever I'm hit a bump in the road or an obstacle, my immediate natural tendency is to want to go, this isn't going to bother me. I'm, I'm off. I'm off. I'm ready to go. I can, I can get mm-hmm. around this quick and move on to the next thing, move on to like the next way in which I could feel better about myself or get over it or um, just forget that there was pain. And my encouragement to anyone listening is that um, I can't see a single time in scripture where God interacted with anyone who's hurting and said, that doesn't matter. And Mm -hmm. I think when we're hurting and when life is hard, he always says, I know, I see, it won't last forever. And guess what? I am showing you something better in the meantime. I will lead you to something that will cause you to ultimately not even think of this as even a big deal. And in the big scheme of things, that's what that's why we have the book of Revelation. That's yeah. in the big scheme of things. I mean, I think God does that with us on a daily basis. Press, Embrace the pain and know that God's not mad at you for saying this really hurts. And don't just run off and try to like get tougher skin and just move on from the life's difficulties. But also the reminder is um, this side of heaven, it's not going to be easy. It's not, mm-hmm. we're not promised ease. We're promised a faithful God. And that's why ultimately we read in Revelation that we won't even need a light bulb because Jesus will be so bright. Like he will provide down to the fact that we won't even need a source of light Mm -hmm. and we will all be one and we will not cry. We will not suffer. There's not going to be some big conflict or some family dynamic issue or some child who is struggling. There's not going to be any of that. And so we now, right now, can be faithful today and we can press in and trust him today because he's already told us that he will get us to our final destination. And Mm -hmm. so if you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, that's not even up for question. He will, he will supply what you need to get you to where you're meant to go, to get your pilgrim journey to the final destination, your actual home. But he's not wasting right now. So it's mm-hmm. a good time to just, um, I guess the practical side of that would just be to say, um, don't be in such a hurry. I think mm-hmm. that's my that's my last word is that um, we miss a lot of things when we're in a hurry. We miss a lot of things when so we just true. go to our cell phones, scroll Instagram, try to get over the pain, or yeah. we're just like moving on to the next thing. 
Um, one of the reasons why I include so much artwork in my books is that I hope that readers will linger longer and that they mm-hmm. might have a moment where they go, I hadn't read that verse that way. Now I kind of want to stay on this page for a while. Mm-hmm. And if it can serve um, in our big hustle culture, and hustling is a great thing unless mm-hmm. it's a hustle that is idolatrous and it's stressful. Yeah. And um, we want to we want to be urgently working unto Christ. Yeah. But in our pace, sometimes we miss things. And so yeah. let the posture be one that we're urgent and we're ready and willing, but that we're slowing down to not get ahead of Jesus. Mm, I love that. That's so good. Oh, man, my heart is full in the best in the best knowledge and truth that I know. we could have gotten this morning. Um, so we normally ask our guests what is a favorite book that they've read recently. You mm. threw out like a ton though earlier. Do you have yeah. any others that you want to give us? You've already like fed yeah. us very well, <laughs> well on I, the book I list. I haven't finished reading it yet, but I, I have started reading. Um, Jen Wilkin co-authored a book with her um, podcast co-host called You Are a Theologian. And I would really okay. recommend it because I feel like it's right in line with... Pilgrim in that theology, this study of God, study of who he is, study of our like actual faith. That's not just for seminarians. You are a theologian means that every single person who's listening to the podcast right now, whether you are in the corporate world or you homeschool your kids or you're just trying to get through college, whatever, wherever you are, you knowing God is just part of walking with Jesus. And so it's not some big um, academic thing. So I actually am really enjoying that. No, I love it so much. Okay, the last, we kind of do a little rapid fire. The last one would be what we ask this to every guest. What is one of the biggest lessons you've learned in business? But feel free to also, if you want to shift it, I know you're a business owner, but if you also want to shift it, because the topic today has just been about, you know, walking with God and and walking through life. So if you want to shift it and say, you know, what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned in your your walk with Jesus or in your lifetime with Him, mm-hmm. feel free. You can kind of pick or choose which one you want to take it. Yeah. Well, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned um, applies to both. So you can apply it to Perfect. business or just make it an everyday life thing. We love um, that. On our podcast, on the Grace Loose podcast, we love to say, what's what's one way you can start with one small thing? And mm-hmm. the biggest lesson I feel like I've learned is that small things matter because we all look for big. And as a businesswoman, I'm always kind of in that like, oh, that's the next goal. That's mm-hmm. the next area. Of course, I'd like to scale. Of course, all these things. And in some ways, God's kept me small. Um, I think that's a relative word and there's no time yeah. to get into like, what does that mean? But let's just say for me, it means mm-hmm. that he's kept some boundaries around what I do in some mm-hmm. different areas of my life. And that might mean if you're not in business, that might mean that you don't have the promotion that you were looking for or that you haven't had the opportunities that you kind of want. And it always feels like, but Lord, give me more. And it is a biblical biblical principle that God gives you exactly what he wants you to steward right now. So if it looks small or if he's calling you to step out in one small act of faithfulness, even making your bed this morning could be that small act of faithfulness that says, I'm going to steward what I've been given. Mm-hmm. And Lord, if you see fit to give me more, I'll be ready. And so mm-hmm. that's a hard posture for me to have, but it's the yes. biggest lesson I've learned is that I won't ever be ready for the scaling or for the next level in my business or for getting all the opportunities I hope for in life if I'm not stewarding the one small thing well today. 
Amen. Oh, so good. Oh, that was the perfect <laughs> note to end on. I could not reiterate and agree with that more. Mm-hmm. Ruth, you are a joy to work with. Yeah. Uh, not work with, talk with. Um, well, I'm sure to work with too. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm sure you are. Um, but thank you so much for taking your time and being on our show again. We just love having you on. For anybody that has listened to this episode and they want to get your book Pilgrim or any of your past devotionals or books, um, where can they find it? Where can they find you? Interact with you, say hi online, all the things. Yeah, well, I love being able to share, well, not this vulnerably all the time, but I do love to share my real life on um, Instagram at Ruth Joe Simons. That's R-U-T-H-C-H-O-U-S-I-M-O-N-S. And you can find my artwork and business things at Grace Laced um, on all the socials. And the books are available um, everywhere books are sold, online, Amazon, Hobby Lobby. Um, but you can learn more at RuthJoeSimons.com. Perfect. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you for your time, for your wisdom. We adore you. We're so grateful for you. You're the best.